Welcome to episode number 170. Apparently, Ian can't count because we're at 170. You knew I was going to say something, Ian. Yes. (laughs) Of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording July 17th, 2022. My name's Eric, host of the show based in southern Ontario, a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, a computer geek, and as a first responder, uh, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events and started a small preparedness company to help people better prepare for at least 72 hours, if not longer. I at least can read my own intro properly. Uh, it's been a few <laughs> weeks since I've been on. All right, cut me some slack. <laughs> my name is Ian. I'm a hermit, often forced to leave the Doomstead on Vancouver Island. I do have trouble counting episodes, uh, but to my, <laughs> you know, to my credit, I ran out of toes, and these things happen. So I forgot to mention the casual preppers episode we did. So uh, yes, it is actually episode 170. Don't believe the hype on the uh, the numbering from the previous episode. The internet lied to you. Yes, again, surprise. I'm Alan, and I am absolutely floored that the internet was wrong about something. I am a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd. And I'm Brad. I'm in eastern Ontario. consider myself a part-time amateur prepper, constantly trying to better myself. I'm Greg, based in southeast Georgia, uh, United States Army infantryman, uh, prepper, mechanic, collision repair technician, and whiskey enthusiast. What's your favorite? Oh man, that's 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 hard. Um, probably right now, I think uh, my favorite bottle that I have on my on my shelf right now is probably a bottle of Whistle Pig. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. If you want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We bought the Canadian Prepper Podcast T-shirt and the Tactical Velcro patch at triple w all proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. It's good to see I'm not the only one that can't read tonight. <laughs> I did. I searched it up on him. I made him usually read the second one. So, so Brad can't read. Ian can't count. <laughs> <laughs> if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes, like us on Facebook, submit a review on iTunes. We also want your feedback, good, bad. Even if there's just a topic you want us to cover, you can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca or get us in the Discord chat, or however you want to reach out to us. There are many, many, many options. Smoke sure signals, is. carrier pigeons. Yeah. I suggest Radio. probably the best way would most likely be the Discord chat, but hey. Uh, so we've got some mil-spec <laughs> content for you in this episode. We're going to start off with some recent news, update on our personal preps, then we'll get into the main topic. Let's uh, move to the news. So Brad can't read, Ian can't count, Eric can't talk. No. no. It's, it's, it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> you know, 170 episodes in, we're falling apart. Actually, 170 episodes, though, Ian? Uh, hey, sure. the internet lied. The internet it's questionable. Lied. It's questionable. For reals. Um, I put in a, a quick um, quick note I found from CBC about the, Saska- the Saskatchewan. See, now it's my fault. Thanks, Eric. Uh, you you've, you've, you've transmitted that to me. Um, Sask- Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, uh, fire department being busy with some, uh, with some rescues. Uh, if you read through the article, it says essentially that um, poor planning uh, allowed, caused these people to go missing, and fortunately they were all returned unharmed. Uh, we will all note that it was the fire department and not the police that saved the day. Well, the blue canaries, I mean, really, they're only good for, like, detecting toxic fumes and stuff like that, right? <laughs> First rule of hazmat, never go past the last damn cop. Uh, anyway, um, as for myself, 
Yeah, I thought I thought some good fear porn would uh, would do for us today. Uh, the Who is recommending masks again because they said we're all gonna die again. Who? 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 Yeah, the Who, not just the rock band. I was gonna the, say uh, the band. Tedros's uh, posse there from uh, New York, I guess. Anyway, um, there is an episode there that, or uh, sorry, an article there from the Counter Signal. I got two of them from the Counter Signal this week, and uh, basically oh. says prepare for a global lockdown again in the fall. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm whatever monkey pox this time right with a mix of covid yeah, yeah funny you mentioned that actually I had a funny uh, story about that but that's pre-show but anyway uh there's also a new canadian nitrogen policy coming into place uh which also happens to coincide with what's causing all these worldwide riots in netherlands germany panama sri lanka everywhere else it's the exact same policy they're introducing worldwide about how nitrogen is a pollutant despite being 72 percent of the atmosphere um mm-hmm. yeah anyways so anyway yeah, it's uh, something that's going to decimate our Canadian farming industry, and I'm sure at some point people will take note and start to rise up. Sounds like there's a uh, protest planned in Saskatchewan as well. Uh, they're going to be driving a bunch of tractors from Moose Jaw to Regina to protest this, but uh, that's just starting up now. So I really don't yeah. think they want to mess with those guys, because the last person that messed with a farmer, I'm pretty sure there was a tractor that started towing a tank out in Ukraine. <laughs> Like, just straight stole it. It was like, listen, he was like, this corn got to go up. Oh, I thought you were going to go to the Kildorzer story or something like that. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no. Those are, those are spoils of war. It's not theft. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's uh, a creative acquisition. I keep it. All right, so I got, uh, I've got an article here, um, shamelessly, of course, stolen from Jeff, who's not here this evening. Uh, but it's just in regards to solar storms likely to disrupt ham radio in and around the 19th. Hmm. guess I'm not operating on the 19th. We'll yeah, well, this lady, I guess she's pretty good at predicting stuff. And I guess right now the sun is directly facing Earth with this one sunspot that's like really active. Yep. And I guess it, it blew its top and then that was that. So they figure it's going to be here. It's been floating slowly towards Earth. And Doesn't surprise me. The bands have been garbage the last couple of days. Uh, not oh, that yeah, I've been heard. able to get on use the radio, but looking at the reports anyways, they've been garbage. Hmm. But yeah, with that, let's move into uh, what we've done lately for preps. My new shed, which is where I'm currently situated, was delivered last week. Yay me. I've been busy stocking and organizing it and uh, getting getting ready for our East Coast trip coming up in uh, in a few weeks and work, 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 and more work. You didn't work at all, did you? A little bit. Just just a little (laughs) bit. I'm going to need you to go a little bit harder and do a little bit more. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're working hard enough, Brad. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you were. No, no. Uh, so for um, myself, uh, in one week is it's not hard. Fair enough. Uh, for myself, got out to the fish camp for uh, one night just to kind of get away and didn't throw a line in the in the water, but uh, did get some beer out of the cooler, so that was always good. Uh, got out to the annual preppers meet, so had a ton of fun there. Uh, got out on uh, the Friday. And did a, uh, a chat on, I know this is going to be shocking to everybody, but uh, ham radio. Uh, had a really engaging audience. I know it was weird for me to talk about that. It was uh, a little intimidating. I don't really talk about it often. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had a really engaged uh, audience. Lots of really, really good questions. Lots of awesome discussion came out of it. Uh, had a lot of fun. 
I uh, saw a lot of people that I haven't seen in a few years because they haven't been able to run the event. So, uh, yeah, I had a blast. So looking yeah. forward to next year. Awesome. Uh, same as myself with uh, with Brad there. Work, work, work. And it uh, turns out that my employer is shorthanded. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's not a whole lot of spare uh, time happening right now. But I had 24 hours at home back on the island. And uh, I was really hoping for enough sun to have, like, shone during, you know, July to dry off some firewood that I need to stack up. And lo and behold, four days of rain while I was gone. So, yeah, oh. that's not going to work. And we haven't had, like, literally more than two days of sun pretty much the whole summer it's been crazy and normally we don't get rain between what may and september and uh it's been crazy so yeah i can't get a lot of stuff done prepping for winter yet but since it was raining i went inside and started my layering up some rice and got so involved with that i almost missed my uh, my flight to work so that's a problem <laughs> anyway but i made it here so it's all good so uh yeah we got a bunch of uh, my layering uh done and that's pretty much it for me um, before I tell you what I did this week, I uh, want to give a quick shout out to John in the YouTube uh, comments, who is listening to us through his earbuds while wearing a beekeeping suit to get rid of the wasp around the homestead. Um, you are way more badass than I am, and well done, sir. Don't the uh, yes. I think the wasp can actually off. sting through the suit, can't they? Probably we'll find out. So John, keep us updated. Yeah, be careful, John, because like I, I had that problem when I was wearing the bee suit before. Like the, the, the stingers are just that much longer; they get through the. Well, maybe I had a cheap suit. I don't know. Anyway. Well, so John, let us know that you're okay, because yeah. I would I would suck to call. Suck to, it would suck if I called you out and you like died or something. Um, if the wasps for me, do it, uh, if you want to join the live chat or, or join the the live stream here, you know, we we'll let you in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll let you in. Just, uh, just give us a give us a shout. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll send you the link. Yep. Um, I started uh, started a new project at work, so I've been uh, I've been driving a lot. Uh, I'm out the door before five and gone for you know twelve to fourteen hours every day. Um, so that's been uh, I've been away from home for the most part. However, uh, it's given me some time to kind of shift my focus, which is nice. <clears throat> um, my new project gives me lots of time to practice my tracking skills. Uh, just because it's it's all several different you know a bunch of different types of terrain and I can just kind of follow follow tracks around for for a little bit while I'm doing my job, which is very cool. Um, at home, I got some garden maintenance done. Our tomatoes are looking really good. Uh, finally, got my the the rest of my lawn graded and seeded, so we uh, were able to uh, able to put you know one more project to bed before uh, before the the weather turns again and spent some time getting to know a new uh, new potential mag member so he's a um, he's a, a, a local uh, local fella that uh, is in in cahoots here and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be expanding our expanding our interconnection here uh, in the in the new time can you be more specific yeah. <laughs> no absolutely not yeah fair enough <laughs> update operational security prohibits that uh, me and my wife actually went ahead and what we've done, we've started going through our bug out bags. Uh, I use a different type of system. I know a lot of people use like the, the get home bag, the bug out bag, you know, your inch bag, whatever. Uh, and a lot of people have like multiple bags. Um, for me, I just, it's one and done. Uh, so we kind of like redid our whole setup. Um, started going over skills planning out our our pace plans our uh we'll talk about that later of course um 
getting basically ammo, shooting more. You know, I I shoot a lot. It's kind of my job. So uh, just stayed been staying training. Uh, more freeze dried food. We hike a lot, so we like to be able to just go out, grab something off the shelf, throw it in our pack, and and get going. So um, I like using my gear instead of just leaving it on the shelf. So we've been planning on getting a trip organized when my guys get back from a specific place. Um, (laughs) uh, So we've been doing that, and we got a couple kayaks and are kind of seeing, going to see how it goes together with our uh, our gear getting on the water and just kind of playing off some scenarios so that's kind of been our our focus here lately uh caches and whatnot so very nice cool cool and with that shall we move into the main topic all right so uh i guess to start off with greg you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself um you know uh, my name is Greg. I'm in the United States Army, uh, 11 Bravo, Direct Infantry, uh, Major League Door Kicker. Um, <laughs> uh, I joined the Army super late in life. Uh, I literally joined when I was 28 years old. Um, went through basic training, and I turned 29 in basic training on our final ruck march um which is called the forge so that comes from the term kind of like forging you into a soldier uh very cheesy but you know it gets the gets the young guns hyped up uh so i turned 29 during a 20 mile ruck uh with an 85 pound backpack that was horrible um Never forget laying on that the side of a road. pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, I will never forget laying on the side of a road, pulling security, you know, security, doing a, a taking our like five minute rest, which the five minute rests are the worst. Um, laying there, and my buddy next to me is like, Hey, man, I know it's your birthday. He hands me a, a handful of MRE Skittles. And I was like, <laughs> Man, <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> like, good looking out. Um, I'm a mechanic, uh, collision repair technician. Like I said, uh, gunsmith, prepper, kayaker, hiker. I mean, I if you name it, I've probably dabbled in it a little bit. Me and my wife make our own soaps, uh, beard wash, all that good stuff. You know, all, all the fun stuff we can do together. Uh, I reload a little bit. So, uh, firearm collector, a couple of them back there behind me here. So, <laughs> he's, he's making this all look bad. Hang up on him quick. <laughs> so, so actually, we, just, we just got kicked off of YouTube. Thanks. He's, oh, he's, you it's the new Hughes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. As long, as long as he's we'll get him next time. Yeah, as long as he's not handling him, it's all good. So yeah. I guess the big question is what you got. What got you into preparedness? Meaning, I guess, did you uh, join the army because of prepping, or did uh, by joining the army did you get into prepping, or how did it happen exactly? <laughs> so uh, I got into preparedness. Literally, I was in college, uh, 2012. Um, I'm driving down the road and I see this woman 
uh, her tire blows out and it's like majorly aggressive. Um, she had no idea what to do. I pulled over, offered to help. I was in school for automotive technology. So I was like, you know, if I can help somebody, I will still that way. Um, so I pulled over, asked her if she had any, you know, tools in the car, had a spare, whatever. Um, she had a spare, had no idea how to change a tire. And I was like, she had nothing to even prop the car up. Cars on an incline at that. So I'm like, wonderful. So I'm like, what do I have to like chalk the wheel? I end up throwing a textbook, a $300 textbook under this woman's tire to change it. And I'm like, my mama would be beating me with a wooden spoon right now. (laughs) Um, but would you? But I got her but back on the road. She'd she'd be conflicted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, good job for helping them, but that's three hundred dollars right there, man. It's Mainly less than Yeah, yeah. She's gonna hold back a little bit. I'm just kidding. My mom's <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, so I helped the lady get back on the road, and literally, I left that spot, and I lived right up the street. Went to my house and put all of my extra tools in the vehicle uh, for my ex-wife at the time or now ex-wife. So, um, and ever since then it was like, I, I kind of like got more into it, started looking at more like world events and just what was going on. Um, the military, the military had nothing to do with preparedness. This was literally my screw this. I'm going to be a stripper moment, but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do not ever make those decisions. I'll tell you right now, I do not make rash decisions, uh, on a whim anymore. So that, that 20 mile ruck with the 85 pound backpack really was like, man, I took a pay cut for this, a big one. So, <laughs> Long-term consequences involved there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I woke up real quick though. It, it just goes to show, like no, no matter how old how old you are, how much life experience you have, like you can always learn something, and you can always mature, and you can always develop yourself. So, awesome. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the right term, but I think you guys use the term MOS. But did they offer you any specializations in the military or anything, or did it just? Um, so I actually when took my ASVAB and everything and they looked at my, my technical score. But, uh, so for that, they were like, man, you could literally do anything mechanical in the army. Like you sure you want to do 11 Bravo? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I could not tell you how many times I'm like, man, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> I could be no. in a worm shop, yeah. Yeah, I could be I could be turning wrenches like, you know, comfortably. But no, I, I do I love the training when we we get to do like some serious stuff. Uh it's it's very different um when you're sucking in the field with somebody. Um like some of the, the closest friends I have, like Never in my life did I think I would be cuddling in the in the woods with a grown man before um, in the middle of December. But I did it, and it was 
oddly enough, one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> Hypothermia prevention. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. it was rough, but but we sure. did it. And then there was another uh, time when I got out here to to my base. They handed me my my third infantry division patch, and they were like, "You're going into the field for a month, and then you're going to Korea." I'm like, "I'm getting married on Sunday," and I did, but you know, neither here nor there. It went from cuddling with a grown man, and I don't even know the temperature in the middle of December, to almost passing out, and we almost did lose somebody due to a, due to a heat cat um, during this field op for a month. Um, cause it was like 115 degrees out here. Uh, so it was rough. You definitely develop relationships and, and friendships. Just, you develop a family to the guys that you're just absolutely hating life with, <laughs> but I'm 11 Bravo direct infantry. Um, basically my job is if, if you need someone shot, like we're, we're your guys <laughs> you need like, high value targets captured, you know, usually that's going to be your special operations guys. I'm your standard direct infantry. Um, but we usually get attached to those guys and cause obviously, you know, there's, there's strength in numbers. So. Hmm. Awesome. I guess the last a big question I have here for you is like, uh, the military is it giving you tips or tricks or change the way you look at preparedness from a, either security perspective or even self-defense or anything. So, yeah. Um, Looking at preparedness, it's, you know, being in the infantry, your your job is literally to be ready to go at any given moment. Um, I mean, it, it's, that's literally your job. I mean, look at what's going on right now. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to explain without actually going into so much, but my big thing was always uh, just growing uh, being able to admit when you're wrong, being willing to, to suck with people. Um, just another thing is just always being aware. Like you, no matter what you're doing, uh, when I was in Korea at the time, we were doing a training mission over there and it started snowing. I think it was December, January, maybe February. I'm not sure, but it was around that time. Um, I know it was cold because it started snowing. Um, <laughs> and they started moving. They picked up everybody in the middle of the night, and they were like, we need everybody to move into the tunnels. You know, it, this is training, but, you know, we don't want anybody getting seriously hurt, you know, because you lay down, there's no snow on the ground. You know, you can pass out, whatever. So they woke everybody up. And I was walking towards the, the tunnel that they were moving us to. And I'm like, why is there a random 240 Lima right here? Like, that's a, that's a 762 NATO machine gun. And I'm like, where's the... So there was two people actually passed out in the foxhole, in the fighting position. Um, and nobody realized, like, hey, we should probably wake these guys up. And I ended up waking them up um, and finding them. And my my buddy looked at me and was like, bro, you literally like saved my life. Like, had you not realized there was a, a, a lonely machine gun right here, nobody would have realized we were gone. And 
So it was, it's all about being prepared, you know, even in a non combative situation, you can, bad things can happen, you know, uh, elements can, can turn on you real quick. So that's probably the, the big thing I've taken from it. Well, I guess the, you know, keen observation is key too, right? If something looks out of place. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Like I, it's one thing you're, that they drill in your head from literally day one. Um, you never, ever leave your, your weapon behind. And that, I mean, my weapon is part of my EDC every day. I mean, I'm, I'm not oh, leaving yeah, home it without in. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Without me, my rifle is nothing. Without my yeah. rifle, I am. <laughs> I'm glad um, you guys got that reference because I'm about to use that one later. But anyway, did, did they make you memorize your uh, serial number as well? Uh, no. So some people actually did do that, but um, we had roster numbers pretty much. Um, so for me, my last name beginning with ABB I was one zero one, um, so I was literally right there by the drill sergeant's office, and it was rough. It was rough because you can't hide there. You there's no escaping the drill sergeant. You're just sitting there in the bay, and you're just like, all right, I know he's about to come out. I'm about to have to call at ease, and they would literally have a box taped outside their door, and if as soon as they stepped over that line, um, you would have to call at ease. And they they used to get so mad at me because they they would not get past me. I would literally, as soon as that door opened, I'm like, <laughs> like my head my head is cocked to the side, and I'm just watching them. They're like, at it, man. Like they're just looking at me, and I'm just looking at them, and they're just waiting for me. They're like. My my platoon actually got so good at it. They were like, "Listen, guys, unless we are, unless somebody like super high up comes in, quit calling it, quit calling it. We did not, we don't miss a beat. All right. Um, but yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> it was fun, but it was rough. We were talking about that the other day. If they called me right now, man, I'd go back to basic training right now. Hundred percent. It was it sucked, but it was a lot of fun." Yeah, glad you did it. Yeah, cool. sometimes sometimes you wouldn't so do it like against those would. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Good I know memory. we brief, we breezed over this like three episodes ago with another topic too, but you mentioned it already as well. But the pace plans, uh, can you, uh, that's a, that's a military uh, training technique too, isn't it? Yes. Uh, tell us about that. So pace plan is an acronym that we use. It stands for primary alternate alternate contingency and emergency like we all talk about like bugging out and everything like oh the the big sorry i'm just just gunshots going off outside i don't know what's going on um <laughs> like welcome to georgia welcome to the south um but this is something that i feel like is really constantly looked over to a significant extent um everybody's big fantasy we would all love to just dip off into the mountains build a log cabin and live off the land right one half the people that yeah <laughs> half the people that talk about that don't have the skill or the gear to get it done um so the first thing you really want to do no matter what the situation is whether it be you know 
shit hit the fan or natural disaster, you know, being out here by the oceans, we can have, you know, floods, you know, severe tropical storms, stuff like that. Um, being ready for that, you know, so you're going to want to bug in and everything. That's all that should always be your, your go-to, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to just spend all this money on gear and supplies and just be like, well, (laughs) raining pretty hard. I better get out of here. You know, (laughs) time to go build that cabin. Um, Good point. (laughs) um, But that should always be your primary. And then you should always have a group of friends that, you know, if you fall, you know, they pick you up. If they fall, you pick them up. You know, it's it's community. So whether that be your alternate plan is going to, you know, somebody else's house and bugging in with them, depending on where they are, um, maybe a next town over, And then your contingency, depending on, you know, how bad it gets, maybe you head to higher ground, maybe you head on base. um, And your last is your emergency, which if you're in an emergency, probably building a cabin in the mountains somewhere and you're probably going to die when you run out of food in your backpack. Um, (laughs) um, But really, what's your triggers on that? Like, what's going to be enough? to say hey all right it's time to to ditch my primary and get to my alternate what's going to trigger me to leave my alternate and go to my contingency how bad does it have to be to you know i'm going emergency and maybe i'm headed you know three states over so that's really what your pace is kind of on a on a civilian level um also military level i mean it can missions can go sideways all the time uh in fact our big thing is if it can go wrong it's gonna go wrong um but also you know met tc is uh is another acronym that we use and that's you know it stands for mission enemy time terrain troops available and uh civilian consideration that's a decision making uh tool that we use and you can use it for anything like all right cool i gotta go to walmart mission go to walmart get you know get get groceries all right enemy it's gonna be could be heat it's georgia uh traffic it's georgia we're extremely overpopulated um you know that's that could be what's working against you time all right what time is it right now how much time do i have uh let me go ahead and since I only have X amount of time, let me grab my wife, give her a list, you know, split it in half. Um, terrain, your asphalt, your, you know, your parking lot, stuff like that. Troops available. Again, it's your wife, my wife. Uh, civilian consideration, not applicable. So, I mean, it's just stuff like that that can go from battlefield to just everyday life and you know it took us that long for me to just explain it but you know once you do it it's just second nature like you it take me two seconds to to develop that because it's it's just what you do um is but there yeah, any, is there any contingency where like pace or Metsy doesn't work at all, or is it kind of applicable to almost everything? I've never, I've never, um, gone out on like a, a hike or anything like that. 
um, where Met TC hasn't really been a valid uh, tool. Um, but your Met TC is what's going to help you develop your pace plan. That's kind of like your uh, your risk assessment. Uh, just very dumbed down, very simplified, very fast, you know. But like if me and my wife go on a on a overnight hike or something like that, I'm gonna let it lay out Met TC and set up our pace plan, you know. Also, when we leave, uh, like if I if I go off to collect firewood, you know, I'll give her what's called a gatwa. Gatwa is like where you're going, others taking others you're taking with you, time, where you're going, and actions to take. Uh, in case I don't come back within this amount of time. So it's just stuff like that that really can help you in everyday life. It doesn't have to be like, you know, oh, Russia's, you know, jumping out of airplanes. You know, it's not Red Dawn. It just could be something as simple as a hike or, you know, going to the store, you know, running a couple towns over, you know, maybe I'm going to be an hour away, like, one of the big areas for us is Savannah and it's about an hour away from us. Um, but there's, there's like a lot of, a lot of shootings happen out that way. A lot of, a lot of crime, um, depending on where you go. So I, whenever I go out there, if my wife's at work or something like that, you know, always give her a, a gotwa like, Hey, I'm heading to Savannah, going to run to the gun store, pick up some ammo, going to hit the range. Um, just stuff like that. You know, it's it's important to, to let your team know and what to do in case something happens. Like, if I don't check in for, you know, three, four hours and just be like, hey, you know, just left the gun store, I'm going to head back, you know, whatever. I did not buy two shotguns, you know. <laughs> It's fine. Maybe ass. Oh. I did not. They yeah. gave them to me. They yeah, gave them to me. Exactly. <laughs> I swear they had a BOGO. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which also that's a thing. So that is actually how I got my EDC. My EDC Do pistol. Where's where the remove button? <laughs> how do we um, what, whatever the opposite of that is is what we're going through right now. Yeah. Man, that's that's rough. I'm I'm pretty sure it's time for y'all to like rapidly unload. Something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get kicked. I'm going to have a knock at my door in like 30 minutes. By the time they organize that cross-border, it'll be long gone. So. Yeah, I'm in Mexico yeah. at that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Update from uh, John, just so you know. He says, uh, two nests down, no stings, time for a cold one. Enjoy the podcast so far. He says, uh, myself and your guests have a lot in common. I'm ex-military and also a heavy-duty mechanic by trade. So he says, cheers, brother. All right. All right. Awesome. Um. Oh, speaking of heavy duty, so that was one thing I did before the army. Uh, was I was a diesel mechanic for the city of Chattanooga, Tennessee, on their fire trucks, um, and that is definitely something that is that's like a wake up call. That's that ability to to adapt that I was talking about. Um, because yeah, it's diesel and it's a truck. But a fire truck is essentially just one big water pump. <laughs> so it's more plumbing than it is it, it is a diesel engine. Well, so way, way more plumbing than anything else. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's wild. 
So um, here's a here's a question for you. Okay. Within your within your 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 METC plan, how high up does carbon monoxide rate as an enemy? <laughs> 35 minutes, 58 seconds. 100%, it's right next to the 27 can openers. Um, (laughs) There it is. There you go. There's a 93 Honda Civic out back with with a trunk full of can openers ready to go. I just left the dollar tree. Um, Greg, you can come back anytime you want. See, see, Brad Brad just contributed to pop culture just like that. He didn't even realize it. See? Greg Greg, Greg Um, wins the internet tonight. Oh, and by the way, before I forget here, uh, Kyle, I think you might have uh, put the wrong text message into the wrong chat, but... Yeah, that was supposed to just come to me, Yeah, don't forget to grab free questions. I think you need to seek help, but that's okay. (laughs) It's 2022, man. Yeah, I will, I'm I not asking it. no questions. I won't <laughs> anyway, you know that's awesome. I, I mean, like, obviously, you got a variety of experience there as well. That's that's pretty cool. So, uh, with the military there, did the uh, give me like, did it change the way you look at security at all? As far as lessons learned and how much how much actual manpower you need to to maintain good security and stuff? It did. Um, you know, a lot of people, and I will say, I was this way. Um, for a very long time, it was that lone wolf mentality. Uh, I I was always that guy with trust issues. You know, if they're if you don't let them close, they they can't hurt you. Hmm. You don't let them get close. You know, there's no possibility they can they can turn on you. Whatever. And I was like that for a very long time. Um, but the military literally it really helped me like open up my my views and it was really pretty much life altering um (laughs) the way i I view that and uh security wise it's it's gone from you know you're you're the one guy you know with an ar or a or a 30-06 just you know trying to hide to you know, you're just ready to go. You know, you, you've got an entire team with, with something to do. They all have a job, you know, it's, it's really, it's a pain being in the military sometimes, but it is definitely eye opening to a lot of things. And it's hard to, to explain unless you've you've gone through it it's really hard to compare um it's man i don't i don't even know how to how to talk about how it can change you um or I can imagine when you look at a house and you see a bunch of windows on the front you think how easy it is to be break into that 100 <laughs> percent, or how easy it is kicking that door and stuff yeah so it beefs up so- your own house stuff yeah so it's funny that you actually say kick in that door. So on the back of my laptop screen right now, there's literally a sticker on it that says MLD with a guy in like full combat load, like just kicking and it stands for major league door kicker. Um, <laughs> so whenever we would go into the field, I've been a dismount in my entire career. Um, so I'm like 230 pounds run a seven minute mile. Um, and I'm your number three man when you stack up to go in a building. So for us, number three man is the guy that's going to breach the door. 
So I'm I'm kicking in a door. I'm 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 going in with 230 pounds. <laughs> so um it, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a major pain in the ass more than than I can even begin to explain, but it it does teach you a lot, especially in security. Um, it's hasn't really, I won't say it changed the way I look at security. I will say it's improved a hundred percent. Like when I, if I'm going to set up security in an area, I'm going to do it in a triangle. Um, triangles are your best bet at covering your sections of fire or sectors of fire, uh, your view, all that. But in each corner, you know, you're going to want to set your, which is your apex, your most casualty producing weapon. So depending on what you have, that's where you're going to want your, uh, you're always going to want your most casualty producing weapon in the, in the corners because that's your basically creating 360 degrees for the most part. So it's just little things like that that you wouldn't think about. And, you know, it's keep it simple for the most part. But I'm sure a lot of people look at a house and say, you know, like, oh, I've got brick. This should be good enough to keep the bullets out and everything else. And obviously you've, you've seen, <laughs> seen what, what it, it, it Not work, in that right? safe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's interesting to see, I guess, like when you, when you get exposed to that, I imagine it changes your outlook on how, you know, houses are constructed and, you know, even how vehicles are constructed and how, how flimsy they can really be. So Absolutely. Um, so contrary to popular belief, I know a lot of people watch like John Wick and everything. Um, a car does not stop a bullet. Um, if you want to stop a driver, if you want to stop a car, don't shoot the radiator. Um, cause that, that engine still has to lock up. If you want to stop a car, stop the driver. Um, uh, just, you know, a little advice that's, I do not recommend, uh, just going out, like eliminating drivers. Yeah, definitely <laughs> theoretical. Don't be like that. Did that Escalade just cut me off? Like, mm -mm. no, (laughs) don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. But if the police ain't around and they ain't, if there's nobody coming to help, you may have to stop that Escalade. (laughs) But no, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely made some family. Uh, What's that say? Kyle wants to the, know uh, the, what, you, what your opinion is on the, the jalapeno, jalapeno cheese, cheese spread. spread. Oh, oh, the MREs probably. Yeah. Um, the jalapeno cheese spread, man, the jalapeno, it's... If it's not jalapeno cheese spread, it's not cheese spread. You can't, you can't have that. Best thing to do, though, is take your jalapeno cheese spread, your cornbread... And your chili mac, and mix it all together, and heat it up. After you heat it up, that best way to go. That's happiness in the field. So, yeah, you're not gonna shit for a month, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. Yeah, that's just the job, I'm, right? I'm yeah, exactly. After that one, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's <laughs> the food is definitely definitely a story. 
Well, mil spec made by the lowest bidder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, listen, when when civilians hear mil spec, they're like, "Man, that means it's good, right?" And we're all over here like that thing's gonna blow up. It means it's disposable. <laughs> and disposable that, and man. Yeah. So, like the AT four uh, grenade launcher, um, <laughs> literally, you shoot that thing. It's a one and done. They're like, "Hey, once you shoot this thing, put it on the ground, kick off the site." leave it i'm like you know i really feel like there's a a more economical approach to this um (laughs) i'm i'm not gonna say that i'm the most knowledgeable person but i took an economics class one time and i feel like this is not good (laughs) should be able to at least shoot it twice yeah exactly man it's It's like you see the cost of those javelins were given away left right and uh, i mean yeah that's that's a pretty expensive trigger pull but Anyway. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, actually, you said you wanted to truck, uh, touch on truck loadouts as well. As a yeah, civilian. so truck loadouts, I feel, are um, super overlooked. Not enough people talk about them. Uh, what's in your vehicle is what you have on you all the time. That is your, you know, if you're on the side of the road, whether it be there's a storm coming in, you know, or it's just hot as hell out in Georgia. Um, me personally, I like to keep your basic stuff. You know, you got your, your lug nut, uh, sockets, your, uh, torque sticks. Um, I personally went a little above and beyond. I keep a, uh, floor jack in my truck along with a, an electric impact with torque sticks and lug nut sockets. With Allen keys because here, I've got aftermarket wheels on it. Here, the Canadian Prepper Podcast, we fully encourage going overboard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, I don't want to be that guy on the side of the road for 15 minutes in the 115 degree heat with the scalding asphalt burning my my calves. I work hard on those calves, uh, <laughs> but so I'm actually putting a power inverter in my truck. Um, so I can plug in my impact wrench, jack up the truck, start or start the truck, jack it up, all that, and just buzz it off. I, I want I can change my lifted truck's tire on thirty five inch all terrains in three minutes and be back on the road. But nice. I'm That's not trying to hang out and. In this in this heat, I'm thick. <laughs> it, it gets hot. Um, <laughs> so, but also it's not being chased too. So yeah. <laughs> um, man, they are going wild outside. Sorry, I heard that actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It might be fireworks. It might be something else. I don't know. I'm going to stay in the house and mind my business. Um, <laughs> but no. So I keep. A lot of your standard stuff, you know, plugs to uh, plug your tires, oil change because you may something may bounce up, hit your oil pan, oil filter, something like that. So keep JB weld stuff like that, uh, so you can fix that on the side of the road. Yeah, you're gonna have to sit there for a little bit and you know let it harden, but you can top it off, replace an oil filter if your oil filter gets punctured, you know, stuff like that. And that's stuff that's looked over a lot, but I don't know how y'all's roads are. Ours suck. 
Um, <laughs> so that's really stuff that can happen every day. And it's like, man, do I want to wait for a tow truck to get here, pay him $175 to take me back to my house? Or do I want to keep a, you know, a $30 oil change in my, in the back of my car or in the back of my truck and be able to fix it myself? Like, it's a really good point. Yeah. Like, not about carrying an oil filter. Yeah. Um, antifreeze, um, with it being so hot, you know, all the time out here, people don't realize your, your engine will cause antifreeze to evaporate. Um, and it's a whole lot easier to spend five, 10 bucks on some 50, 50 antifreeze, keep it in the back and, you know, not have to replace an entire radiator in a, you know, a Z 71. I drive a Z 71. Love my truck. Uh, (laughs) So I try to take care of it the best I can. I don't want anything to happen. So I try to be preventative, you know, um, you, you, if you take care of it, it'll take care of you as a mechanic. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of where I stay on the, the vehicle part, but I also keep some security measures in my vehicle, uh, as well as, yeah, exactly, in quotation. Um, because here, I know a lot of y'all heard about the, the shooting out in Texas and everything. I'm not hanging out. I'm not. I don't have kids. I know that if they are going crazy outside. Sorry. Um, I think they might be doing some training because I literally re- live right outside base. So, um, but if... I'm stuck in traffic and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, there's a school shooting and everything's blocked down. Sorry. I'm, I'm not waiting for backup. Like it comes back to that 30 seconds out thing. You know, sorry. It's, it's on me. Like that's my job. That's what I've, I've had training for, but also don't, if you don't have training with your firearm, don't go running into, into trouble. Don't go looking for trouble always be willing to defend yourself, always stand your ground. Um, but don't go looking for it, you know, but for me, you know, we take an oath. Like it's, we take it very seriously. We make jokes about it, but cause like so cheesy and whatnot, but it's something super serious for us, you know, defend the constitution and defend the country against terrorists, both foreign and domestic. I'm sorry if you're up in an elementary school and you're going to town, you know, I'm, that's my job. Well, regardless for all, the, for all the police presence there, it was still ended by a civilian with a civilian owned firearm. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Um, the thing is, if you're a, if you're trained and you don't have a badge, you don't have a leash. You have nobody holding you back. So that I can understand. I mean, there. Oh, we've got our prime minister holding us back. Who tells us we should yeah. use firearms for self defense? <laughs> but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Yep. Anyway. You guys call me if you need help. Get that other. Uh, I don't know, but I feel like y'all got a pilot, so. <laughs> maybe you could pass up the word to your your higher-ups that maybe they could just try the War of 1812 again, see how it works out. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. See if they can help. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's not just, you know, security. It's not just, you know, 
being able to fix your truck, it's everyday life. Like in my center console, uh, for the people that have uh, the not the latest body style Silverado, but the one before that, center console lifts up. It's huge. Um, I keep aspirin, allergy medication, uh, Dayquil, just literally anything that you might need on your on your daily uh, napkins, a tourniquet, um, and chem lights. You know, you never know just because you you have the gear to to fix a flat tire doesn't mean it's going to happen during the day you know set a marking i've come across yep. way more car crashes than i have uh flat tires in my day yeah um actually just curious like uh yeah as, as far as the console like do you have a, a place in the back like a canopy or is like side uh, storage boxes or where do you hold all the spare oil and everything so i actually just go to uh walmart and i get the stackable totes like with the uh, the yellow lids or the green lids, especially like right after Christmas time, you can get them on sale. And uh, so I keep one right behind my seat and that's got like water, one or two MREs, uh, a pair of shoes, clothing, um, a tarp, some 550. Uh, there's a plate carrier in there. That's nothing. Uh, <laughs> but no, just whatever you might need to get to quick is in the cab. And then I have another tote in the back with uh, like oil, antifreeze, stuff like that. You can ratchet strap it in. Or if you know how to do a, a I definitely recommend everybody learn how to do a, a trucker's hitch. Um, super easy, but knots are one thing that I feel get looked over a lot. Um, you always hear the the term in the field. If you can't tie a knot, tie a lot. Um, just keep, just, keep yeah, just keep going, man. Uh, but it does help to to definitely separate it and and keep it organized. And that's another thing. Keep your truck clean. I know, like being in the army, I live in my truck. My truck is constantly being used by the by the United States Army. And I should probably change my insurance for that, but <laughs> um, it, it can get out of hand real quick, especially when people are in and out of your vehicle all the time. You're giving rides because, like I said, you know, new guys coming in, they don't have cars, you know, they can't get somewhere, whatever. Uh, you're going to be voluntold. <laughs> awesome. Uh, keep, yeah, keep – sorry. Uh, keep your truck clean. If you can't – you can have all the gear in the world, but if you can't find it, it, it doesn't really mean much. Yeah, I find it's just it's tough to keep up all the stuff you keep throwing in the center console and everything else before you know it. It's just like you're trying. It's like a I, oversized yeah. man first. You're just like, yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little much. Uh, actually, one thing I want to get back to, you mentioned uh, getting deployed to Korea um, as well. And I think this could apply to anybody that's being separated from their loved ones in, a, in an emergency or anything else. But did you, uh, did you learn any coping mechanisms along the way to deal with a uh, long-term, I guess, uh, separation? Man, you got to stay busy. You got to stay busy. I will tell you right now. Um, we were just over there for training. Um, but people think you, you get down when you're, when you're being shot at, when you're, you know, when things are crazy. No, no. When you're literally just, when you do your training and then you go back and it's literally just sitting there, you're like, man, why am I here? Like, this is, 
this is my job. This is, we could have done all this back in the States, but instead I'm literally on the other side of the country away from my family. You know, we, we went over there and it actually took, because it wasn't a combat deployment, we don't get extra pay. So now we've got, you know, I'm having to pay for stuff overseas and my wife is having to pay for stuff over here. So I'm actually losing money. So it's like, man, it's, you know, I'm, I'm causing so much havoc on my, on my wife and on my family for nothing. And it doesn't take anything for that stuff to catch up with you. Um, it can get fatal really quick when you don't associate yourself with people, when you don't, you know, get out there, you don't talk to people when you just seclude yourself. Cause I, that I'm a hermit. I'm a hermit. Uh, but <laughs> Man, if if it wasn't for a lot of my- because he found people, <laughs> um, one of us, so, um, <laughs> like my guys would would come over to my barracks room and just beat on my door, and after about five times of me telling them no, I wasn't going out to the ville, which was the the little town outside of the base that we were on, um, they were like, you don't understand it's not a request get dressed. And I was like, fine. Went out, had the time of my life, honestly. Um, great memories. They all ended up drunk. Um, (laughs) but you don't realize how much you miss a dog until you're wandering around a town drunk in Korea. And then you stumble across a pet store and you're like, everybody's just like stone cold killers, but then they see a Husky in the window and they're like, man, we're all crying. Like we all miss our dogs. Like, <laughs> we're like, should we buy this dog right now and then hide it in the barracks room? <laughs> it was a serious, con- it was a serious conversation that we had and we almost bought a dog. We almost <laughs> bought a dog in the middle of South Korea and tried to hide it in the barracks. And we were like, nah, <laughs> Nah, let's not do that. I wouldn't have left it though. I, he wouldn't. He would have came back to back to Georgia with me. <laughs> yeah, Chihuahua but, mascot would be easier to hide. Yeah, the <laughs> but no, stay busy. Um, don't don't take yourself away from your friends. Those guys are there, sucking right along with you. Um, they they're there to to pick you up when you're down, and that's your job the same way. So definitely stay busy talk um i actually learned how everybody feels when i talk about guns and cars because my my friend brown he is a ham radio operator and i don't understand a single thing he says (laughs) and i've got two two baofangs right here that i'm trying to figure out he put channels on them and everything for me i'm like yeah i can't use it I'm gonna listen to the network. We'll just check, check back. Check back to any of the like 11 episodes that we've done on Ham Radio. Oh, don't worry, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Where I drone on for over an yeah. hour about Ham Radio stuff. Yeah. yeah, this man. I'm. I swear, I don't know if if he's like got Ham Radio in his family or what, but this man is like when it comes to communications, he is. 
He's a god. <laughs> I, I feel completely, completely stupid around him. And he's probably explained the same thing to me five, six times. But it's like, man, he just spits out so much information. He's brilliant on a ham radio, though. I think that's a symptom of modern day society. There was not everybody can be an expert at everything except for humans, yeah. maybe. But it's, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but like, uh, honestly, it's, it's just one of those things where, yeah, it's where you just have the mag kind of set up yeah. that, you know, obviously his strength is ham radio and your strength is door kicking and so on and so on, right? <laughs> where you can just, just compliment each other's uh, skills that way and stuff. So, yeah, yeah best RTO we, we've ever had was that man right there. Awesome. Uh, actually coming back to another comment you made earlier so are you allowed to make your own hooch in the states or is that still like taboo so one i want to make sure i'm i'm understanding your terminology are you talking about alcohol yeah you're allowed to make your own whiskey or is that uh so we don't call it hooch we call it moonshine um okay but you have like certain like kits to an extent that are readily available on the shelves uh, where you can make your own bourbon at your house or your own moonshine or whatever. And the way that actually works is uh, I know a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> when you age it, um, the smaller the barrel, it can actually sim simulate in a longer aging process. I don't know the whole science about, around it but yeah a smaller barrel simulates longer aging to an extent so if you're gonna do this recipe you know you can put it in this size barrel for this amount of time and you can figure out how a like a 55 gallon or 50 gallon barrel will uh taste if you age it the same way uh but yeah that's legal that, that's that's very common um However, if you start selling at a larger, uh, like you can make so much for your own consumption, but if you start slinging mason jars out the back door, uh, Uncle <laughs> Sam gets a little upset. And, well, ours too, of course. Yeah, they, yeah. They don't get their tax, so they're going to be angry. About yeah. Them, so. Nope. Um, yeah, taxation is theft. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> it's right in. I have a sh I have a shirt that says that. <laughs> That's who I am. Man, old George Washington would be so pissed right now. Awesome. Well, that's pretty good. We've been picking your brain for like an hour there. So. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of ramble sometimes. No, it's all good. It's all good. Are you guys everything get else? the best information. Yeah, you guys have anything else for Greg at all? I'm sure we could go on for hours, but... Uh, I think we'll save we started, it for next time. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it sounds like, uh, sounds like a follow-up episode in, uh, in the works here. Absolutely. I'm up for Where it. Where everybody brings their can openers, right? Yeah. Can so, openers and detectors. Okay, so hang on. Before before we dip out, I got to say this. I got to say this. I literally just put a can opener on my wife's keychain, on her keys for work. Today. Brad, you're winning. Jeez. We were actually at, the, we were at this little outlet store. And she was like, well, you see anything they want? I was like, how much is that can opener right there? <laughs> Brad, you've touched lives. You've touched lives across borders now. Yeah, yep. you're, you're winning, man. You're winning. Like you're out here changing the world. You're doing God's work. Okay, it's all fun and games. But so oddly enough, though, I make it a key point to whenever I buy like my canned foods, um, especially with the way the food shortage is going right now. 
Uh, I feel like that's a that's another episode, but <laughs> everything's got the pull tab. Everything's got the pull tab. <laughs> I'm not risking it. That is that's not a risk I'm willing to take because I'm not trying to stab myself in the leg while trying to stab this can with a screwdriver. Because if that can happen to somebody, it's it's gonna happen to me. This came up last week. <laughs> uh, did you, does your spam cans not have the pull tab on them? No, they do. They do. Oh, okay. Yeah. They they do because I actually listened to that episode. Yeah. And I don't remember who it was. It was like, I don't think the ones in America have the pull tab. And I was like, oh, no, they do. I'm driving down the road. And I was like, no, nope, they do. I made sure of it. <laughs> well, same thing with the, the beef now, right? They got the, the, the key that you have to kind of go around the can and stuff. And, and it's actually it's pretty handy, too. So. Uh, when I was, uh, when I was a kid, sure my, my grandma bought, uh, she, didn't buy the, she didn't buy the spam. She bought the knockoff spam called Click. And it, oh. had, it had the key. <laughs> you take it around. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure. Terry says I always carry a fold-up can opener in my wallet. I'd like to see a fold-up can opener. Like mm-hmm. so, yeah. I use the little, the old school military can opener. Oh, those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just put one of those on my wife's keychain, but I put one on mine a few weeks ago, maybe last month or something. And I was like, man, I keep stabbing myself in the fucking leg. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna put a piece of tape around this. It's been great. Heads up, you know, that's a piece of advice. R- wrap that thing in a piece of tape and you won't stab yourself. It's great. Tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, electrical tape, packaging tape, you know, painter's tape. Duct tape, tape, then you can use it for something else. Yeah, exactly. Know, makes the world go around. Yep. Electrical that. tape, then you can seal a wound. Use it as a Band-Aid. I would, I would use Gorilla Tape. That's what I keep in my bag. Uh, yeah, for, way better. Yeah, Gorilla Tape is like my my uh, my go to. Yep, because you can use it for improvising Andy. chest seals. You can uh, you can use it to sew up like wounds um, with your paracord, your uh, canvas needle. I usually keep a canvas needle like inside my phone case or something like that. You know, just in case. You know, I don't know. I'm weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can also use it as a fire starter as well. So, awesome. makes sense. I don't think this crowd are going to come off as weird at all. I don't think <laughs> not, not at all. Nope. I just giving tips. Well, nope. actually, Terry mentions yeah, his is a military meal can opener as well. But I mean, I'm sure nowadays you probably go on AliExpress and probably get like thirty of them for like five bucks nowadays. But yeah, you can. I picked I picked mine up from Walmart. They're from Coleman. They're they're not the military ones, but they're just literally the same thing. Yeah. It just. Their patent ran out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, definitely, definitely keep those because really you you, for like 20 cents, what's it freaking hurt? Mm. You know, it's all fun and games until you don't have one. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, shall we move into the podcast challenge? Let's do it. Alan. Alan? Well, if I was if I just started talking, then we wouldn't be able to build up any suspense. Uh, set up one pace plan for your steps, and if you don't remember what that is, please go back to the show notes that you can find on our Discord chat, or Google it, or just back up to about uh, minute thirty four, and we can and you'll hear about it again. Set up a pace plan for at least one of your preps. Once you've done that, let us know what you've done, even in very high detail for OPSEC. Uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Now that the suspense is built up, I won't mention the fact you were muted. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upcoming events. What do we got? TACCOM. TACCOM Canada, September 9th to the 11th in Mississauga, Ontario. Do we have a booth there? No. No? Okay. No, I don't think it's happening uh, anytime soon until we can get some uh, cross-pollination with some podcasts again, maybe with the charity shoot or something, and then we start coming up with great ideas again. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right, we've got a deal of the week. Yeah, it's uh, not the large ones, not even the 30 cal size, but the mini poly ammo boxes are on 50% off at Cabela's, uh, $4.99, which is oh. a pretty good deal. But I found they're really good for holding projectiles, reloading, reloading components, smaller stuff like that. Like uh, They're actually quite handy and stackable and, and waterproof and so on and so on. Not you mean like these great. ones? Oh, I got to <laughs> Like uh, yeah, uh, no, but they're actually half the size of that, and they're they're four ninety nine. But we paid through the notice. This one, that's, <laughs> probably, that's probably it right there. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in American pricing, it's about 50, 50 cents American, four ninety nine Canadian probably. Four ninety nine here. Yeah. Oh. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's until the thirty uh, first, I think, of the month, uh, Cabela's. So nice. I'm going out there tomorrow. <laughs> here you go. Hey, what do we got for shout outs? Anything? No yeah, I'll shout out uh, Jeremy, new listener. He's uh, tuning in for the first time tonight. So uh, thanks for tuning in, Jeremy. And we'll uh, hope to uh, see you soon in the in the chat. Yeah. Greg, you got somebody that you know that listens to, don't you? Uh, Are you yeah, my uh, actually, my, my father-in-law. Nice. Yeah, he, he listens. Um uh, my mom, my stepdad, a uh, bunch of my soldiers back on base, they all listen. So, that's well, nice. well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I kind of kind of put them on that. So, well, shout, out, shout out to all of them. How are yes, you? Sir. All of them. Awesome. Nice. Well, with that, uh, I'll bring episode number 170, yes, 170, uh, <laughs> of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. Yeah, I had to get the final little jab in there. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course your favorite podcast app. The count might be off a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, help us out. Please submit a review. It does help other people find us. And we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we're going live. If you want to reach me directly, it's at Alan, that's with one L, at prepperpodcast.ca. I can be reached at batbradcpp at gmail.com. And I can be reached at crossrifleranch at gmail.com. And somebody asked, uh, no, I do not have a ranch. That is one of me and my wife's uh, goals, and that's a name we came up with. So that's uh, nice. hopefully happening within the next year or two. Got to go nice. on GoDaddy.com and secure that one. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, so you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Canadian Patriot Podcast, which is on iTunes and YouTube, recording Monday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm also in the Discord chat for both CPPs. Email us if you want an invite. Uh, there you can find us discussing why government waste in society makes me talk to my rifle, allegedly. <laughs> All right, What's your rifle's name? If it's Charlene, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> What's oh, a, oh, she's on Firefly. What did the guy name his rifle that he gave to the captain there? Oh, geez. It was like Charlene, I think. 
Oh, geez, I should have remembered. Surely. That. Surely that was it. Surely. Hmm. I'm here to help. Okay. <laughs> I'm not joking, and don't call me Shirley. Yeah. Boss in reference of all time. Excellent. All right. Please uh, check out Rapid Survival, rapidsurvival.com. Uh, you can get me there on the live chat. You can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs>